The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, to this week's episode of the 365 Message Center Show. I am Daniel, and that over there is... Not a librarian. Not a librarian. That's that's Daryl over there. How are you, Daryl? I'm good, and, and thank you for bringing me up to speed and inspiring me to get into the library again. Good. Yes. Read them books. Read, Read them. them books. Yeah. Learn those um, letters. This is episode 254. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, we we have, we, we've got some topics here for this week's episode that's kind of a little bit all over the place, which is which is nice. It gives us opportunity to talk about other products talk about new stuff that uh, you may not be aware of uh, mm. that's that's happening so um you know this is not a you know we, we frequently have a episode that might be sponsored by microsoft teams right or <laughs> feels like that <laughs> or microsoft viva now we do have some topics in there about um about those two things but we have others so we have some stream we have some um topics for I guess Viva Topics, but uh, also Outlook. I mean, we've, we've got some good stuff. Office. Mm. Office. So. Office, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we get to that, uh, I have to say I'm happy to see that one there because I had some recent questions. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Daniel, there's, there's something else we want to share with people. We are getting closer to the time we, are, we will be switching over to our, our new channel and Indeed. live streaming from there. And so we do want to make sure that you are following and subscribing and clicking the bell. Uh, look, okay, seriously, this is when you want to click the bell because mm-hmm. you're probably in the habit of coming to this uh, channel regarding 365 and maybe checking out going, oh, yeah, there's a live episode. This is where I usually turn up. I've got my coffee. I've got my um, refreshments. Uh, yeah, yeah I, you have a pause there. You're like, where is he going with this? Uh, and but when you use the notification bell this time around you're going to be pulled into the correct channel so you know do mm-hmm. follow over there we're building up the, the following again um so good to see you over there thank you everyone for doing so yeah, uh we're looking indeed. forward to to build, building that channel out again indeed and uh, make sure you're also following us on socials 365 mcs on all of the socials Follow us. I put some uh, clips up there on TikTok and Insta, some funny stuff, yeah. some good serious stuff. So make sure you follow us on all the socials and engage. Really, uh, when we say follow on the socials, we also mean engage. You know, share this episode right now. Just share it on your favorite social, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, wh- whatever it is. Share it and tag us so we can amplify you as well. So we would uh, and also give us a thumbs up on this episode. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dive into this, sir. Definitely, because we we want to be effective in uh, the way we do things. Well, you know, if we were going to rate this as a meeting of sorts, how, how mm-hmm. are we doing so far? Uh, I think we need to get to it. So, um, the first up is uh, meeting effectiveness surveys and plans coming in the. Microsoft Viva Insights apps in Teams. This may win our longest. Oh, I don't know. No, no, it, we've had longer. And but I it wonder may win if there is today. a number of characters that are limited. They need to maybe. have like a little counter, just like Twitter. I know. I think they need a limit of like 50, maybe. Anyway, MC430100. So this is about 
if you have a license for Viva Insight, so this is, we're not talking about a free version here, the, mm. the free My um, Insights, we're not talking about that, we're talking about it with a paid plan of Insights, you're gonna be able to set up and um, you know turn on the ability to send post-meeting surveys to your attendees. So meaning you're in Teams, you're having a meeting, you're done, closes out, then your attendees will get a, a pop-up. Now, this may be familiar, sort of familiar with a lot of people because a lot of people get the uh, pop-up after a meeting, they're leaving a meeting saying, was your meeting clear? Like was, and so it gives you a nice star rating, you know, how, um, how was the audio for your meeting? So in a similar fashion, it's going to pop up and it's, it's going to ask you to rate this, this meeting that you were just out of. And so here's some, the examples of, of a meeting, the screenshot here in the message, uh, asking about, you know, what made this meeting a success, meaning what, what was it that was a good thing about this? What would have made it better? What was, what was a bad thing? That's a better way of saying that. Um, what would have made it better? And then how effective was this meeting to achieving uh, business goals? So you can give a star rating there. So um, this is going to be rolling out, um, excuse me, rolling out by the end of September so here soon um, and for meeting effective surveys and then the effectiveness plan will be begin rolling out mid-October um, and then end of October everything should be rolled out so the meeting effectiveness plan mm, and we've talked about this on? yeah we've talked about plans before Right, Daryl, we've talked about how you can set up a plan, not meeting plans, but setting up a, or a meeting plan, but not in this thing. It was about the focus a plan? It was a focus plan, that's correct. For team. That's right. So you could set up a focus plan saying, we're going to focus during these times together so we can um, be more effective as a team. Well, you're going to be able to set up a this, this effective meeting effectiveness plan to be able to say, okay, uh, and we've seen the first setting before, which is, uh, do you want to end events early? And what settings there that you want to have? Do you want to automatically include a Microsoft Teams meeting link, which we've seen that before too, right? Um, when we're creating meetings, we can we can set that to their all Teams meetings. But this other, next one, get feedback from your meeting participants. That's where you were talking about this effectiveness plan. So then you go through setting up the plan as the screenshots show and, and the steps in this message. Um, so you can have a team plan around this. You don't necessarily have to set up that plan as I see it. We, you can set up and say, I want these meeting effectiveness surveys be sent out. Um, uh, it, it's kind of separate. You can have a plan, but you can, but we also have those surveys. Mm. So, um, just some tidbits here. Um, organizers, you know, gaining insights, great. Maybe helping you understand how to how to make a better meeting, how things will run um, more effectively. Uh, surveys then are sent out, and it is um, the the results are kind of compiled and say, you know, here's what here's how your meetings are being rated, and it's not just here's how this meeting, it's all your meetings. How are they going? How are you doing as a meeting 
organizer and running your meetings. Uh, and the target here is going to be a 10% of qualified meetings will get the survey. So it's not every meeting. It is a sampling of your meetings and a sampling of the people in your meetings. Um, so the meetings must have five or more attendees. And then, uh, then you're getting some surveys. Get some feedback, positive, maybe some constructive feedback on how it's going. What do you think, Daryl? Are you going to use this? Look, I, uh, I'll turn it on. Um, I think like some organizations are going to struggle a little if, if they're part of a team that they don't have five or more people. Uh, so that will be interesting because that's what it's sampling. Uh, and they're, they're pretty simple questions. Uh, you're writing or you're thinking about um, four components of a meeting, about whether it's it actually contributed to a, a good meeting. Uh, did it have an agenda? <laughs> Notice here too, Daniel, there's, there's no room for any free text. It's just click, mm -hmm. click, click, we're done. Um, but it occurred to me too, it, you know that effect you have sometimes uh, at a conference where a session gets rated and people might rate it low because the quality of the mic was rubbish or the internet was interfering with um, you know, the, the, the demonstration. The, the air conditioning was too cold. Mm. Let's rate that, <laughs> that session low because of all of those things that are out of mm. control of the speaker. Yeah. I wonder um, which one comes first, this rating or the one about the quality of service <laughs> and yeah, yeah. whether that affects it. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, with us being remote, you know, there are a lot of things we can't handle. But if I'm on a Teams meeting and things are being weird, uh, audio being weird or video, you know, don't this is not a um, I think this is not very. Um, it's not a very good place, right, for people to give that feedback because it, it doesn't have that ability to say, you know, video was bad, right? Because we have mm. these clear categories of what we're trying to rate here, but we do have this nice star rating. If for some reason Teams is F acting goofy for everyone and everyone rates it poorly, well... <laughs> You're not going to achieve your business goals. <laughs> You're not going to achieve your business goals, right? But hopefully it'll it'll kind of, um, mm. it'll just come out in the wash, as we say around these parts. You know, one meeting won't um, kill your rating if uh, we're looking over a course of many meetings and many p attendees on those meetings. So, What would you like to see... Um, added to this over time. I guess that that would be a question I'd ask to to mm -hmm. all of you watching, listening, commenting, chatting. Um, yeah. What would make this better? Because uh, it looks like you know we we don't want it to be too laborious to fill out. You just want to mm -hmm. boom, 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 done. But yeah. um, I think it would be good to have a bit more choice as an organizer. What is it that I want to know about the meeting that um, could help me improve? Sure. Um, and then how can we get you know, these figures together so that we can talk about right. improving the actual skill. That, that's the goal of this insight is to improve yeah. the way that you run your meetings, not to just say, well, like um, Andy said in, in the chat, no, no agenda, no attender, love it. <laughs> so I think, I think if, you, uh, if you have a thought on here, throw it in the chat, or yeah. if you're catching this recording, throw it in the comments, or, 
you know, take a screenshot of, of this video or share the audio podcast link out uh, on socials and th throw some suggestions in there. We'd love to see them and, and maybe we can pass those on to the team's team to uh, incorporate. So love it. All right. So next up, I think, um, you know, we talked about rating meetings and effectiveness. Let's talk about the quality yeah, quality well, score of does sorts. Does this feel like the the episode sponsored by Quality Assurance? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is for for those organizations that are using Viva Topics quality score columns in managed topics. This is MC four three one two zero four. Now, first of all, maybe uh, you're not too um, hot on topics at all. Like you think, eh, you know, why would I pay that extra money to? To, to get that service. Well, um, you know, I, I would say I support this. Um, I think that um, it's worth the little extra dollars to save the many hours I might spend searching for stuff. Um, but if those topics are not um, refined, managed, um, then you're not going to get good information. Look, let's just, as a, as a reset, when you turn this service on initially, um, the machine learning, the AI is going to go out and find a number of different things that people talk about, topics that you care about within your organization. It's just judging it based on the content and the conversations that you have. And it makes a, a number of different landing pages for each of these topical terms. Um, but that's where it's going to stop, right? It's going to find um, people who talk about it and suggest them as experts. It's going to find definitions and if it can't find one it'll drag one in from wikipedia so it's in your best interest to refine these pages to uh, train your organization and say um, hey uh, if you get suggested as a subject matter expert it's not like a requirement but we'd really love your help here's how you can help refine this topic because you're an expert and knowledge managers that next level up of of people um, uh, working on this system uh, I'm now going to get a, a couple of new columns in the pages, uh, one called Topic Score and one called Org Score. And when I was first reading this, Mrs. Daniel, I was like, what does this even mean? Like, you've got an Org Score and um, this particular topic uh, gets uh, 73 uh, on the score for the Org, and but the topic is 63. Um, so, first of all, the Org Score for the topic is what potentially everyone could see if they had access to all the information. This is uh, before it is security trimmed. And that's important to know because it reflects uh, anyone who might view the content around this topic. But you as a knowledge manager or a subject matter expert contributing to this uh, may only have access to two thirds of that information. So the score may be a little lower. Um, but this message isn't great. It doesn't really tell you a lot about the meaning of that and what does it mean when the numbers are high or low or they're both the same or whatever. And I was thinking about this before the show, Daniel, that let's just say that the topic scores are both low. Um, but And you have been suggested as a subject matter expert. Well, it, it makes sense then for you to contribute to try and raise that score and do the best that you can with the access to the knowledge you have to contribute it to that topic um, if the yeah so that that would be uh, really a way of using these scores to 
determine where you put your time and where you should improve on that topic. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, this does need a little more help, um, a little more explanation. We would like to see something down here, like more information and piping off to a docs.microsoft.com page. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's interesting to see. And if you do have topics in your organization and, and um, you know, you might share with us also, you know, what this experience is like. We've yeah. turned it on recently. Uh, we will uh, see how this plays out. Indeed. Hmm. Well, moving on to our next message. Uh, it's a major update, my friend. Well, so yeah. look out, people. Look out. Major, major update. update. Major update to stream mobile app, MC432474. We've talked about stream a lot this year. There's been a lot going on with the application, um, the, the back end, just a lot going on. Well, here's another thing is an update to the stream mobile app for iOS and Android. They're going to rebuild the thing to um, stream on SharePoint. Um, so you'll be able to get that, you know, kind of modern experience from, uh, from stream. Now, this will be rolling out early October and completed by mid-November. Now, how is this rolling out, Daniel? That's a very good question. They're going to just update the app in the app store. So if you already have it loaded and you just update the app, whether automatically or manually go in and update the app, then you'll get the new one when it is rolled out. Um, There will be a forced update by early 2023. So if you're one of those that doesn't update your apps ever, then uh, you'll be forced to update it, which basically means they will remove, here's here's how the app stores work, they remove the old version completely out of the, the app store. And so basically your device will say, hey, you have to update this or delete it. Um, so they'll, they'll force you to do that. Now, Daniel, yes, Daniel. audience, or Daryl, yes, Daryl. Um, what, what is this? Well, um, I've already told you because that's the extent of the update here is that it, they're modernizing the experience in the app, but they're ask, actually, there's some things that are not going to be included uh, for the time being. Removing you, things? You won't be able to create videos mm. using the new app. Uh, you won't, meaning create a video and have it save somewhere that would be consumed by the stream service. You won't be able to upload videos via your mobile. Uh, using this app you won't be able to download videos using this Mm. app either so you're going to be able to have a better viewing experience however i noticed that questioning in your intonation there of your voice yeah uh a better viewing well uh, there's another thing i want to mention here a better viewing experience question mark um because frankly we don't have any screenshots we don't Mm. have any uh more information we don't have any way of knowing what this is going to look like um so just know it's going to happen um but if you have processes if you have users who are actually now using the stream app to do videos maybe it's uh in your um maybe you have a a plant or manufacturing or maybe you're doing service calls and you you take videos and upload those videos well um you're going to have to take action and the action you should take right now is making sure people don't update those apps or you're going to have to change your procedures 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's a instead of uploading via stream, you're going to have to have people upload to uh, OneDrive or to SharePoint or Teams, right? Uh, directly uh, all from their from their app, and then it, move things around if need be. So um, until they add that back, you're you're going to have to change process. So this is actually when they say it's a major update, I think it is because they're removing. You know, we're not going to have those features. Um, so uh, if you rely on on something like that, then then definitely make sure that you um, take action here, Daryl. Hmm. Um. That's all I got to say about that because that's all we got. That's all the information we have. Um, it would be nice if we had some screenshots of some, this lovely app. Well, I filled out the, the, the thumbs down feedback mm. thing. They're welcome to contact us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's something I, I would like to see screenshots of, which is Whoa, yeah. an update in Office. Yeah. What do we got? Um, well, I'm interesting, Daniel, because I was, I was just musing over this very challenge um uh, in the last month you know how how do how do things appear in our win32 backstage of office say what <laughs> okay i guess the i guess the um people who would be reading this message will know what it means um but quick access to teams and sharepoint document libraries in win32 backstage or in other words in your office applications when you go to open file save new etc um i guess that would make the title longer uh, so this is mc432475 and daniel what i was saying um the client was asking recently hey um why is it that the locations that i see in office are so out of sync like, sure, it, it does see my recent documents I've opened, my recent folders, but what about these sites? You know, I, I, I very rarely visited this site here, and yet it's been suggested that it's a recent place that I, that I go to. And I barely follow any sites. I don't click on stars to say, follow this site. So um, they have been designing a new experience. We have to put this up on screen. Now, um, it is, I, I wish we had had a few more steps to these because it would be kind of handy to see, oh, let's put us beside it, to see what does it look like um, at the beginning and as we're clicking through and finding out more. Um, what we see on screen and describing it for the audio podcast is the backstage. That If you're in Word, for example, like in this screenshot, uh, and you go to open a file, um, then you're going to see a different experience. Today we see um, OneDrive and SharePoint and uh, maybe OneDrive Personal as a couple of locations that we can click into. And when we click into a site, for example, um, or rather our SharePoint organization, we will see sites that we've recently um, visited or um, ones that we're deliberately following. And in this new experience, in the screenshot, um, we're partway through, I think, the steps of this experience. So this someone's clicked on open, and they may have been taken to recent. Or hopefully that would be where we see things first of all. And what they've done is uh, there's where we would normally see sites and um, OneDrive, 
we see a quick access panel. And this is a, a bit like the one that we see in OneDrive, where it's showing the sites that we have recently opened a document in. Uh, and below that is show more. And so if, you, if <laughs> hopefully it's seeing and showing sites that you've recently worked in. And then when you, then when you are, um, I should have done do not disturb just a moment. Where's my focus? Can't have work messages appearing in stream. <laughs> um, so yeah, but what happens if you click show more is it just sort of spill out the next lot and the next lot and the next lot. And then over in the body of this screenshot is um, a list of recent sites. Uh, again, no show more. Uh, and your teams and I think that's that's a key thing about this update Daniel is that it's actually it's actually being distinctly showing the um, sites that are associated with a Microsoft team so you can quickly glance down and see that um, a, a, another side comment here if anything I'd say this is a good reason why you should actually change the icon for each of your the teams logo. or sites yes. yeah because yes. alphabet soup is just yeah, uh, Office Group, Obletus Group, Sparkly Castles, my goodness. Anyway, what, what do you think, Daniel? Is this going to be an improvement? Uh, do we have enough information to understand what's going to be the experience here? Um, I, I don't think we have all the information that we need. Uh, one thing that you mentioned and I struggle with sometimes is when, you know, the whole idea of what sites are my frequent. And what are the recent? And and so when I go, for those that are in SharePoint and you say, I want to move this document, you know, the, the items that pop up, the sites that pop up to say where I'm moving it to. Uh, when I'm in OneDrive and I see my, my locations, there, it, it just, um, we're bringing, it seems like we're bringing that experience into Office, right? And so will this be helpful if we can't curate this ourselves? Mm. Uh, and then, but but being very clear as to how we curate it. Now, you know, some people say, well, it's this, this, and this. Okay, great. But most everyone else doesn't know this. They just kind of hop along and go, oh, my, my thing isn't there. So now I got to go the long way around. Um, so I feel like... Um, I probably am going to stick with the way I normally work and t unless this really proves to be something that I can curate. And what I do mm -hmm. is I don't, I'm, I don't open up documents in office uh, unless I've been working on them recently, which is that recent at the top left that we're all, you know, used to, um, which is, you know, the, when you go to open, it shows you all the recent documents you've been working on. I, mm -hmm. I do that a lot. But if I haven't worked on something and I need to open something, I'm just going to go to the location, whether it's in Teams or OneDrive or, or SharePoint, and, and load it from there uh, and click Open Up in Office, uh, the Office application. Um, I would like to have this more useful. I just, I'm, the only experience I have, like you mentioned, the only experience I have is those other ways. Mm. And, it, and it's not the greatest at, what if it's a site that I haven't used in a while? Okay, then this is probably not going to help me. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it really does depend on you going to the site and working on the document, and then mm -hmm. if that's your habit, your behavior, 
then you're probably going to continue doing that. You're not necessarily going to go through and, and browse for the site um, for where those documents are. Mm -hmm. But right. yeah, I th there's room for improvement, room for feedback. Good to see there's work going on in this mm -hmm. space because that was a recent question I had for the product group is, how do they come up with these things? Is, is the graph not graphing? Hmm? Anyway, we'll move on from that, um, but that is a targeted release, rolling out early October, standard release, early January and expected to be complete late January. And um, prepare your people for this new experience. Tell them all about it. Daniel, there's a callback a callback and something almost can I call it almost like a retraction, a correction. You know the correction column in in uh, newspapers or newspaper. Or, uh, What's that? Uh, you know what a newspaper is. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't usually dive back into updated messages, but because um, this one's near and dear to my heart, Microsoft Loop components, Loop components, and Outlook mail preview. Um, this was back in April, like so a ways back, and they did appear. They uh, uh, started to appear in Outlook on the web, and uh, the early experience of the one Outlook, which is very much like Outlook on the web. But what I didn't notice was uh, that it actually does include the regular version of Outlook, the one that, that has just been given a slight upgrade um, and doesn't try to change and rock your world by looking like Outlook on the web. Um, and so they've added Loop to that. And I noticed this last week when I was taking some t team members through it. And they said, oh, but here's the button. It's just appeared. I'm like, oh, okay. They, they do support it now in Outlook on desktop. So we don't have a screenshot of that here. Uh, but if you have a look at Outlook, um, what you'll find is if you're answering a message or you're creating a new message, look in the insert column, or that's rather the insert section on your um, ribbon um, for your tools, and you'll see a, a loop component button there. And uh, one that we've found quite useful recently is the questions and answers loop component, where you can list out some questions, send it out to your team, and get a whole lot of people answering uh, so that you can maybe respond to a client or or um, some other project. Crowdsource and answers via email. <laughs> Hopefully they'll bring that one nice. through to, uh, to chat as well, uh, <laughs> Teams chat. But um, that is worthy of a callback, and mm -hmm. that is the show. Yes, it is indeed. Make sure, again, everyone, that you are subscribed to our new YouTube channel. Now, for those audio podcast listeners, you're good, okay? not changing that wherever you're you want to uh receive our audio podcast it's there it's going to stay there so can i say the phrase all, wherever you'll get your podcasts wherever because we're on all of them so make sure you you could just stay there right and share that out to your friends but for those that watch the video make sure you subscribe to our new channel which is at youtube.com slash 365 mcs just go ahead and click subscribe bell click the thing nudge it with your elbow touch it with your nose whatever you need to do to make sure that you get a notification when we go live so we'll be switching there in a couple of weeks yeah yeah um thank you everyone who joined thank you for those of you who have listened in or watching this later, we do love your comments and do our best to respond to them. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.